Welcome to The Daily Chat. I am your host and creator, Cody Lewis. Hey everybody, before we get into this episode of Mr. Greg Voles here, I would just like to give a shout out to him. He was an awesome guest. I loved having him. I cannot wait to have him on again. He has a vast knowledge of all kinds of things, and I cannot wait to tap into them, to be honest. Also, um, it was recorded as a video, um, and it was also supposed to be episode 81. Um, it is not. You're going to hear me say welcome to the show. It's episode 81. It's really not. It's actually 82. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties with the um, uploading process, so I had to convert it from video into audio. Uh, either way, I hope you enjoy. Uh, sit back and listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is the episode 81. I have my uncle, Greg Voles, with us. We're going to talk a lot. It's going to be great. Uh, I hope you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. Greg, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you on here. I'm, I'm super excited that you're finally here. Uh, it's been a couple couple times I've been asking. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> right, yeah, no pressure. It's really easy. It's fun. You'll see. Um, so uh, a lot of the stuff behind the, uh, the hidden hidden topics of the things I've been talking about lately have to do with uh, religion kind of based um, spiritual spirituality uh, different things like that kind of where our history comes from um, as a culture of a people I've been trying to kind of uh, land that landmark down I guess um, of not really our true past but uh, just kind of a good answer you know a real good solid answer kind of like everyone else is asking and You've seemed to studied a lot, um, and uh, I don't remember some of the stuff that you've said uh, exactly. Ah, I wish I would have read something, but um, <clears throat> I don't remember some of the stuff you said that I've uh, definitely. I don't remember what they are, what they were about. But I mean, crap. Let's start back at. Uh, we'll do a little religion off the start here. Let's start back about. Uh, Babylonian times, um, story of uh, Babylon and everything, if you want to go from there. Uh, Babylon, referring to, uh, are you referring to when captured uh, the nation of Israel and took them into captivity for 400 years? Yeah, I mean, is that uh, kind of the Tower of the Babel times, or is that before or after? That, that's actually significantly later. Um, yeah, the, the Babylonian captivity of the nation of Israel um, happened much later on after the Tower of Babel. But uh, the captivity actually was somewhat interesting because um, the, cult the two cultures, of course, kind of intermingled because you have, you know, the slaves of the Israelites being, uh, you know, there kind of in the culture with the Babylonian people. And um, so bits of their uh, religion uh, kind of intermingled a little bit. Uh, and so, the, you know, I think the Babylonians uh, uh, got some, you know, good, you know, positive influence from, uh, from the uh, Israelite people. 
uh, and you know a little bit uh, probably vice versa as well. So um, a little bit of commingling there as far as the religions go, and out of um, I would say a lot of uh, historical documents came from that time period as well. Um, it, it, a lot of it I don't really uh, haven't really studied all that well either. I'll, I'll be perfectly frank with you. <laughs> um, but you know that's actually the time period from which uh, the prophet Daniel came from, um, who uh, during the reign of Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon, um, if you re remember uh, from uh, Sunday school or, or uh, learning from uh, you know catechisms or, or anything like that, um, you. He was um, a pretty, pretty wicked ruler and wanted to be worshipped as God and forced basically everyone in the kingdom to bow to a statue that was made in his likeness. And Daniel wouldn't do it. And the um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego story came. Ah, okay. That's when uh, they refused to take the knee and were found to have been praying to the real God, their God. And um, that was, of course, not okay in that. So they were thrown into a fiery furnace where uh, God actually protected them from being burned alive and, uh, you know, performed quite a miracle there, obviously. So uh, that's, that's crazy, to be honest. And well, and, and speaking of crazy, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, w through the prophet Daniel, actually became somewhat crazy uh, on his on his own accord because uh, he just refused to repent, refused to recognize that Israel, Israel, uh, Israelite God, and the truth, and um, basically was driven insane uh, by the visions that. Daniel had seen and had told him about, and um, he was actually, if I remember correctly, eating eating grass as <laughs> as a cow or a horse would. So, oh man, he literally was was crazy. Um, wow. Yeah, and it That's... was toward the end of his reign when uh, they, I believe, they were invaded by the uh, Persian Empire. I'm not. Sure, 100%, but it was right in that time frame when uh, the nation of Israel uh, was allowed to go back to uh, to their uh, own country. So, And that's when they rebuilt the what would be the second temple uh, in the um, history of uh, the Jewish uh, temple. Would have been the sec second temple in, uh, in their history. What is the, uh, is it still standing? No, no. Ah, of course, no. of course not. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> huh. First one was destroyed, second one was destroyed, and, uh, gosh, it was, was it the third one that was destroyed as well? I, I forget. Actually, I think Herod had one built that was kind of not really an official temple, um, so in that temple was thrown down too. So that, that would have been the third temple, but not really the official third temple because the Jewish people didn't really recognize it as theirs. I don't think so. 
The picky cultures, I feel like, to be honest, over there. I'm sorry. I said I feel like they're really picky cultures over there, to be honest, of just the religions there. It's real strict. It's pretty crazy. I, I mean, it, coming from, I mean, at least our our side of it, you know, more relaxed kind of uh, Catholics in a way. Um, so uh, they definitely seem kind of goofy and crazy <laughs> at times. For sure. When, when you look at Old Testament history and you look at the um, Jew, uh, the, the Jewish culture and uh, Old Testament, um, you know, theology and their, their religion, um, and it was very, very strict. And, and mainly the reason being is that First of all, God requires people to be holy and to live according to, you know, the Ten Commandments. And um, but also the the reason behind that was so that his people, the chosen people of Israel, be a essentially, you know, people, you know, in cultures around them could look to them and say, hey, they're actually living you know, decent lives and they treat each other well and, you know, they're kind and, you know, they're forgiving and loving people and, you know, basically living the way God would have them live is actually a good thing. And right. there were uh, a lot of laws that were given. Um, essentially, though, if you look at it um, from uh, the biblical perspective, those laws given by God were actually for the people's good. Um, yes, it sucks to be the, the, the person laws because we can't live up to it, uh, 100% because of our nature. Um, you know, it's very hard. We, perfect. we never will. So, you know, the expectation is we'll try our best, but doggone it. And after all, we're all sinners and we're, we're all going to, uh, fall short of that measuring stick. So. Um, but yeah, and that I think was the main reason uh, behind that was that people in the cultures around them who had, you know, worshiped other gods, um, they could look to the Israelites and say, hey, you know, these guys are, are really something special. Right. You know, based on the way they lived. <clears throat> hmm. That's crazy. What are you thinking about? <laughs> um, ah, man, I honestly, I'm a blend blank with it. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned the Tower of Babel, and I think we, yeah. we texted back and forth about that a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, that's kind of a thing of interest. And really, it's a, um, sort of a thing of interest in today's uh, society as well. Uh, meaning that um, a lot of people have really kind of, you know, come across some uh, kind of um, limited, it's limited in scripture as far as what we have in the Old Testament that talks about it. But uh, I believe it's Genesis in chapter six, um, it talks about uh, the men of renown, um, sons of men, uh, falling in love with human women and yeah. finding them beautiful and, you know, falling in love with them basically and 
having children with them, offspring, and the, the offspring were considered to be men of renown. And also, it was known back then that those uh, offspring were giants. They were the very, very tall people. Right. That's supposed to be what the, the Nephilims, the Nephilim, right? Yes. Yeah. Nephilim. So essentially, you know, the debate whether or not the sons of sons of God or the sons of men or yeah, the sons of God, whether that is actually referring to, you know, the sons of God as, as mankind, uh, uh, or was that sons of God as in, uh, you know, spiritual beings, right? So multiple kind of multiple deities. Yes. Uh, Multiple gods or whatever. Yeah. And, and essentially, um, Kind of what I have uh, come to understand is that uh, essentially there is the council of God, which is, you know, basically you've got God the Father. We all know the the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But we also uh, understand there is a divine council council of beings. Uh, God created the angels, um, you know, essentially everything comes from God. God created everything, including right. uh, the divine council. So there are other spiritual beings who are more powerful than, you know, angels who are, you know, essentially messengers of God. Um, and those beings are, you know, uh, in a council with God. And basically they'll you know, they would talk about uh, certain things and make decisions together. Well, those uh, you know, spirits that were considered part of the divine council were some of those that are uh, or that were um, essentially left their post uh, in in the heavenly realm and uh, found women of men attractive and they weren't supposed to, obviously. No. But, you know, it, it's not known exactly how they would have um, copulated with women, but, you know, did they possess um, actual bodies of regular men? I think that's probably more like what happened. My, my... Spiritual beings don't have the ability to sexually replicate, replicate but... They can right. They can possess vessels. They can possess right women. So I think that's probably what they did. They used um, you know other uh, beings' bodies in order to uh, in order to to make that happen, to make that relationship work, and then you know had had children with those women, and uh, those spiritual beings were cast out of not only of heaven, but we're also bound uh, in chains in darkness, basically. It's talked about in the book of Jude in the New Testament. Uh, so those spirits, those beings, uh, are actually held in a prison. Um, it's obviously it's some other realm that we can't see, okay? Because there's, right. there's a lot out there that we can't see physically. Um, literally we, because yeah. we're very limited as human beings, obviously the light spectrums. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, those beings had children with, with, uh, women from way back then in the 
very early Old Testament times. And their offspring were the Nephilim, and they were very, very big, very strong uh, uh, people, or you know, hybrids basically um, is what were the considered. When Nephilim was that the same story as the uh, oh God? What is his name? The dude in the the uh... <laughs> oh man, not Jack and the Giant Beanstalks or whatever. Uh... Oh. The uh, um, I can't remember his name, but the dude that slings the rock with the giant, or is that same kind of the same story? Or is that something totally like? Is that kind of like a oh David and Goliath? Were they yes, David and Goliath? There we go, David and Goliath. Is that part of like the Nephilims in a way? I think it was probably some some uh, genetic uh, material that was left over from the Nephilim after the flood that um, that somehow, uh, got co-mingled in there uh, in order to have giants at that time in, in the world history. Uh, because obviously there were giants, because we know in that recorded history that there were, um, were they Nephilim? It's probably not. Most likely the Nephilim were, were uh, wiped out by the flood. Okay. Right. So most most likely somehow they're in the genetic coding, uh, there there was that potential. So um, most likely after the flood, that's that's what happened. Uh, there's just a race of of people that were were giants. Um, so then we can just uh, assume that <clears throat> Shaquille O'Neal's a Nephilim. <laughs> that dude's huge. <laughs> <laughs> he has to have some kind of DNA from something yeah. back then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, too, is uh, genetic, the study of genetics and uh, genes and so on, uh, basically um, has proven that uh, the more we replicate as human beings, the more, uh, um, the more the genetic sequencing is broken down. We don't improve over time. Right. We break down and get worse over time. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you you're given you're given part of yourself, literally, <laughs> like into something else to make it. Like you're actually giving part of you away. Oh yeah. Since the since the flood, basically, you know, when you had, uh, you know, the human race was. Um, and, and this is proven genetically as well, because we've now uh, decoded uh, the human genome and we can trace it back to, you know, a, a family of, uh, of basically four people, four women, uh, three or four, yeah, four women. So you have uh, Noah, you have Noah's wife and um, what is it, Ham and Japheth, uh, Noah's sons their wives right so you have four women basically uh who have been the mothers of the entire human race since the flood okay so that narrowed down uh the gen genetics available at the time oh yeah but since then of course over time as you know people uh replicate over and over and over again uh, there are, you know, genes that get uh, that get basically corrupted and passed on from generation to generation, 
making each generation actually a little bit genetically worse. I mean, I could see that. We don't. We don't improve. We get right. We get worse, and it's not anything to do with our own age. It just has to do with the the number of times you know, uh, you know, people have have replicated themselves. Right. I mean, I mean, it, uh, just the amount of people that we've you just the populations have literally just went like this. Not even like a smooth. It's more of like an up and down of like. Of throughout history because i mean not even just wars in general just people got people just genocide people like i've i've started to learn that in the past little late of just um all the different mass genocides of even more people than like what the holocaust happened and i'm like how are we still <laughs> uh people today i'm like how we literally eradicated this earth like twice fold and i'm like how <laughs> how are we still standing <laughs> Like it's it's crazy. Millions and millions of people. Yeah, it's it's insane. It really is. So, the, uh, the, about the, the numbers are it's crazy for that. But I mean, um, so so the four women, four women though. Yeah, essentially that's you yeah. know from from the time of Ab Adam and Eve, you know all of the 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 human family from then. You know, till the flood, of course, there were a lot of people at the time of the flood. Right. You know, then it comes smashing down to, you know, a, you know, four couples, essentially. Uh, so four couples repopulated the earth. And uh, that's what we see in history. When you when you do a study on how many how many generations it takes to get us to the point of the population of the the earth currently if you go back if you reverse that in time we can essentially go back in time and pinpoint the flood to you know 6000 years ago we can by you know how how often uh you know people uh regenerate in a generation you know how many people can uh, how many generations it takes to create so many human beings, in other words. So, yeah, it's... Doesn't that usually... That usually would pair with um, societies on the rise, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, cities or um, just, you know, like the Roman Empire. Because, I mean, you know, there's like the 300 and something year gap where nothing got, like, recorded for history. And <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So... You know, kind of to go back to what we started this uh, Old Testament conversation about, you know, the Tower of Babel was um, uh, after after the flood. And uh, so people congregated in mass and tried to, you know, build cities or build a massive city. Uh, rather than going out into the world to populate the earth like God had told them to do, they tried to, you know, mass centralize themselves into a city. And obviously that was against what God wanted them to do. But at the same time, there were, you know, the, um, the sons of men, these spiritual beings that had not yet been uh, 
cast out, they actually taught mankind how to do things, right? How to build tools and how to make war and uh, taught mankind about drugs and, you know, different things that can be, can be done, basically corrupting uh, the human mind. Uh, right. okay. Basically how to be evil. Uh, yeah. They were given, uh, they were all given um, certain sections of populations to uh, basically be responsible for and okay. be guardians of. And essentially what it becomes is those people, you know, who were, you know, the guardian, you know, being guarded by that uh, deity, they ended up worshiping that deity, right? That that deity was their god. Okay, so Baal. Could see that. B A A L, Baal or Baal uh, worship. Well, yep. Baal was a spiritual being, was a god, and I would say that's, you know, not capital G God, but he, you know, that spiritual being was being worshiped, um, just not the right one to be worshiped, obviously. Right. So Baal and and a lot of other uh, deities were actually in charge of you know different cultures, different areas of human populations, and they would corrupt the people and tell them you know teach them how to make war and how to how to build things and how to make tools and and so on and so forth. So that's where you know mankind actually got a lot of their a lot of our our knowledge. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of it was bad for us. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, and it, and it is those um, uh, those beings uh, that it's talked about that those are the ones that have been uh, considered to be demons at this point. So, like, there's. You know, we always, you know, growing up, you and I in the church that we grew up in, we always thought there were only angels and demons, right? And pretty much, yeah. And then Satan's just another angel, but you know, a more powerful angel or something. Well, yeah, it, it's actually not the way things are. I mean, you have uh, beings that are more powerful than angels that. Um, are in the the divine council and uh you've got some of them that uh, uh sinned and you know rebelled against god and were cast out and are in prison you've got some that were um in charge of mankind in certain you know regional areas uh that you know misled mankind i mean and then you've got what you call demons so there's also spiritual influences out there, okay? Not all of them are good. Right? And all of them are jealous of the life that we have. They're jealous of the, uh, right. basically our bodies because that's something that they don't have. They, they, don't, they don't have that gift of, of life. That's basically the difference between us and them. So a lot, a lot of this, man, I, I just, uh, how does like, um, 
how does like North mythology and stuff like that play into this? Because like a lot of that kind of, I feel like they were hitting a lot of it or like even like Egyptian religion and stuff like that, because they all believed at least from what I've known, they all believed at least in at least a good handful of gods, at least a handful or more. I know some cultures believed in at least like, 20 different gods they had a god for the trees and the grass and a god for just the water rocks or whatever you know everything right i wonder i'm i've i've always tried piecing those different kind of like uh ancient kind of traditions and cultures and try to piece together with the bible did you know mm-hmm. Because what you say, a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I grew up, you know, and it was kind of just, you know, in one year, out the other kind of concept for the most part. And it's a lot more interesting, you know, than it really seems. The Bible, it is. Yeah. Um, um, there's definitely a lot more different stories in there that you just have to really look at and kind of be like, oh, oh, shit. Like, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, sure. Like, I didn't, uh, would, you wouldn't expect that in the Bible. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, speaking of, of the Bible, you know, we, we think of the Bible as a holy book, and of course it is, and that, that means that it's set apart, and that's what the word holy means. It's set apart as something different or special. Um, but the, the Bible is very honest in, in the uh, telling of, of all of the history, the historical stories, Um you know, if the Bible really wanted to make itself sound sound wonderful and mystical, do you think it would tell the stories of uh, King David sinning with Bathsheba and killing her husband and having sex with her? No. 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 <laughs> right? Uh, you know, there there are stories of, of all of the, well, even the biblical heroes uh, throughout time. Uh, and it's every single one of them, it was told how they fell from, from grace, basically, or, you know, what sort of uh, sin that they committed that was, you know, so egregious. Um, and, you know, if, if the Bible wanted to, if God wanted to make the Bible sound so mystical and wonderful and all that, it'd be told maybe in a different, in a different light. Okay, you you can tell that it's a true telling of the stories, right? Because it's honest. I mean, who would tell that story about, you know, their their king or or even about themselves? Right. Uh, That they that they fell into sin, that they, you know, um, heck, even Adam and Eve, for that matter, you know, uh, falling into temptation, you know, to eat, you know, the fruit that was forbidden them. Uh, you know, just all of that, this, the sin of all mankind, you know, kind of coming to light in every single situation. And then, you know, in the life of Christ, when he comes, he, he's on the scene and he points out people's sin, you know, like the woman at the well, he says, you know, something to her about, um, you know, all the partners that she's been with, you know, and he, and she's like, well, you're telling me you're about my whole life story you know he knows ahead of time because he's omniscient he knows everything um but he's pointing out her sin right but he's telling her that she's forgiven 
and you know go right and sin no more meaning that she's not that she's ever not going to sin again but to go and not live as a prostitute anymore right right um and another example being uh the woman that was caught by the pharisees in um an adulterous relationship right so they catch basically essentially this the uh, situation was they caught her having sex with someone outside of marriage, right? So I don't know whether or not she was married or he was married or they both were or whatever, but they were in the act of having sex and the Pharisees caught her red-handed. They didn't bring the man with her. They brought her to Christ, right? And they're like, look, Jesus, she, we just caught her in adultery. What do we do with her? Well, the Old Testament law was... If, you know, someone was found having an adulterous relationship, you were to stone them to death, right? The punishment was right. death. Um, but he said, you know, he drew a line in the sand and said, let he, is, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And they all dropped their rocks and went home. Right? Right. So, you know, yeah, the Bible is holy and it's... I mean, I, I look at it, you know, with reverence and stuff, but you also have to realize that it's it's not glorified stories. It's not, no. uh, it's actual truth and it's real. And, um, you know, if it were something that, you know, like if I was to tell you a story and want you to believe it, I would tell you something fantastical thing. And it might even be hard to believe just because it, I tried to make it so real. Right, but the Bible actually tells things the way it happened uh, because it's truth, right? And sometimes the truth is hard to hard to hear, and some uh, sometimes it can be hard to believe because you know sometimes, extremely sometimes these stories you just can't even. There's no way they could be made up because how could how in the world could that have happened, right? Right. Anyway, that's a little rant there about uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's there that uh you know people that have never never gone near a bible have no idea about and the 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 words that are written there are actually living almost like living beings uh, living things i should say like the word of god is alive and people don't realize that even christians don't realize that 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 they bring life to your to your being to your soul and people don't even realize it. Um, that's why it's such a, a great and you know the number one seller of all of all time, right? <laughs> Honestly, must, it, it, that it really is. There must be a reason for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would hope so. I mean, I, I pray and I hope I believe that you know what I've you know grew up on, and obviously there's there's got to be something you know at least overwatch and something like there, you know what I mean? So well, I can tell you from personal experience that if I'm in, this has happened many, many, many times. If I'm, you know, like for some, some reason I'm having some struggle in my life or whatever, you know, for whatever situation or whatever it is, I'm, you know, having a hard time or whatever. I don't know. I'll, I'll just kind of, I'll take the Bible and, I'll just kind of let it fall open to a page, you know, and just be like, you know what, God speak to me. And, you know, because God doesn't speak to us audibly, right? He chooses not. 
right? We, a thing called faith. And we have to believe without him actually showing up physically and, you know, other than through Christ when he was here. Uh, and he doesn't talk to us audibly, right, that we can hear. So, But he does talk to us through his word. And that's one of the ways uh, that we can do that. Like I said, I'll I'll be like, you know what? I need a message. I need talk to me. Say something, right? So I'll let the Bible just kind of fall open. And mm. I'm telling you, I don't know. I can I can't count on two hands how many times I have had that happen, where I start reading in whatever book that just kind of falls open to, and there's a message right there. It's like, oh, well, this is awesome but life-changing or even just, you know, day-changing, you know, it can be, you know, just as simple as that, but, uh, you know, it, it, it is really that powerful and people don't realize how much actual power there is in the word. And it's not even just biblical word. It's, uh, the word spoken word, even human words, right? Uh, yeah, people have have like no concept of uh, how much power there are in uh, the spoken word or even you know words that you read. A lot of power there. Um, oh, I, I've I've definitely noticed it for sure with uh, just the podcasting in general, um, and uh, just the, I mean, probably in the past year and a half probably about I've really started to pick back up on like reading books and stuff and just kind of just trying to you know stay focused on a book and uh, it doesn't fail to to actually help your speech you know yeah I should really do that (laughs) (laughs) I tell myself that all the time I should read more yeah I think we all we all tell ourselves that yeah. but we never really never do it. Yeah, probably. No, I've I've been um I got I've been wanting to really get into I want to read uh what is it? Uh the Book of Ra. Okay. If you've ever heard of it, I think I've sent it to you before, but um it's the Law of One and it's a couple different series portions, but it's uh about the uh it's what is it? It's a kind of like a, it's a telling it's of like the sun God Ra him in a way, but it's his, like, it's like him chant. He was channeling through somebody and they recorded this down and that's what they got. There was this book, this like kind of concept manifesto kind of thing in a way. Uh-huh. And, um, explains like a lot of stuff on like you know the ancient stuff of you know where we came from and like explains astronomy it explains like all kinds of different things like our earth and stuff just just weird things that are like huh you know where it explains stuff so uh, there's something about the egyptians that i'm i'm really like keen and keening on Uh, I, i don't know what i don't know if you've ever gotten into the egyptian culture at all but it's definitely mysterious to me, uh, very mysterious to me. I've I've always been a little bit fascinated with it. I think it's it's uh, a pretty cool civil, civilization for sure. Um, you know, I I would say you know especially uh, with you know my my biblical history, um, you know, that, um, you know the the story of the um, 
Egyptians with the Israelites when they had the, held them in captivity and, you know, made them slaves. And, you know, Moses uh, being told by God to, you know, go to Pharaoh and tell them to let his people go. And, you know, Pharaoh harden, hardening his heart toward God. And, you know, this, the plagues that came upon the Egyptian people because of that, um, just, you know, the, the, um, the thing about that being that the Egyptians had, they called them in the Bible story, at least magicians and the magicians actually had some powers, right? They could make some of these things happen. They could sort of duplicate what God was doing with the, with the plagues, right? They could do some of those things, um, not quite as, as big and powerfully, but, um, they, they, they could do some, some things, which, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, how could, how could a magician make, you know, if you want to call them that, how, how could they make a, a staff into a snake, you know, like a, uh, throw down a wood stick in it right. into a snake. Okay. Now that's something that, yeah, I, I can see how God almighty can make that happen. Right. Um, how can mankind, how can any man do that, right? Uh, maybe through, you know, some other spiritual power, perhaps. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is a pure evil, you know, yeah. entity stuff, all that shit. So, so one, one thing, you know, that I do, that I do reserve caution about is I've, I've always believed that um, religion, and that's in quotes, religion is one of Satan's biggest and best tools to deceive people with. In other words, you've got movements out there. You've got, first of all, you've got um, Muslims and you've got, you know, the spirit, the spiritualism, you've got Buddhism, you've got Lord have mercy. You've got hundreds of different religions you can worship your toe for crying out loud. You know, I mean, oh. that sounds ridiculous, but come on. It's it's out there. Right. I mean, you worship whatever you want. I don't care. But, uh, you know, to me, you have to be very careful because those religions come from somewhere. Right? Right. My problem is I know where they come from. And that's a spiritual source. And that spiritual source doesn't want anything good for mankind. I can tell you that. And that's right. You know, there's a danger in playing with that sort of stuff. And when I say playing with it, I, I mean, kind of, you know, like trying to discover the secrets or power behind that kind of thing. So I would caution anyone who, who wants to discover a lot more about it, be very, very careful because you can get pulled in, I think. And, and, I don't know. I've seen people, you know, like you've seen, you've seen people, you've heard about people that are involved in cults and so on. Those cults yep. are started as a, a result of, of, you know, somebody having a, a quote unquote vision from God, they'll say, right. Obviously because did, did Manson have a vision from God? Clearly he did not. No. What about oh, uh, what's his name, Jim the Kool Aid guy? You know, uh, oh my gosh, what was his name? 
uh, Jim Jones, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Jim Jones. Uh, you know, he he was a prophet, allegedly. I mean, or did he even consider himself to be God? I don't know. But either way. <laughs> Obviously, some of those people were, you could just tell they're lunatics by just looking at them, to be honest. It, right? They were missing a couple brain cells. Like Man Manson, especially. But that you see what I'm talking about. You, you see, there's a oh yeah, there's a danger there that I would be very, very careful uh, to right. caution people about. Right. So, so be careful. You know, <laughs> hey, you up there, be careful. You know, um, it, you know, you want to be spiritual and or you know, you want to discover you know the the spiritual side. You know, because we are spiritual beings. You know, we're we're not just this body. This body is mm. actually just a shell. It's just a vessel, just a vehicle. Like you said in one of your podcasts, you're, it's imagine it just. This is your car. You know. Yep. I think that was you. Um, <laughs> this is your car. Uh, yeah, this is just a car for your for your your soul and your, your spirit. So, yeah, there there are. Uh, a lot of different ways to, I guess, reach out to uh, kind of you know, connect with that spiritual realm and your spiritual inner person as well. Um, I would just be very, very careful that you don't, you know, like cross a line somewhere along the line, if you will. I've, I've, I've been there. I've been there. I got something for you. This, this is good. This is crazy. It, it blew me away. It, it, it made me stop literally like, just everything, like everything for at least a good, probably like five or six months. I didn't want to even talk about religion and nothing. I was like, I'm done, done with it. I'm done with all of it right now. I got to take a break. All right. I'm curious. All right so uh, I'm going, I'm in basic training, right? And uh, we are coming out of red phase. So this is the first phase, it's what the first like two or three weeks. Uh, I don't remember if how many weeks it is. It's I think it's two. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Anyways, but we're, we come out of red phase and um, we're able to go to uh, churches and stuff like that. Church service on the Sundays, you know, without the drills, you don't have to go with, you know, so we're able to a little more freedom. Well, I didn't, couldn't find, I've always had this issue of going to any other church and just being like, out of place, like really out of place. Absolutely. Like, uh, just, I mean, anywhere, just, I mean, it could be anywhere. It could be literally almost the same style of church. It could be the same exact thing. And I'm like, I'm out of place. I don't like it. Understood. I don't like it. I just, I'm, I'm weird about it. Yep. I'm weird. So, um, <laughs> so I tried different things and they didn't have like just a Christian, like just a basic kind of thing. So I was like, I went to a Protestant one. I even went to a, a Jewish service once. Like I, I went to, I tried like three or four, but there was one and it was uh, the Buddhism. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I've at that time, this is what 2015. So, you know, about that time, uh, 2014, 2015, um, I was doing kind of a lot of soul searching in a way, sure. you know, after high school, how it goes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, getting into the uh, the study of like meditation and everything definitely was where I was going. Uh, for sure. I loved doing that. I, I still do. Um, but I had this one incident. So um, I, I don't remember which exact it was. Okay, so here it goes. 
I was at the, we were at the service. So all it was is pretty much just like a, a guy that was up front that studied Buddhism stuff for like 15, 20 years. He's kind of like a monk in a way, you know, so he's, he does all this. He studied religion. He's a pastor, but he studied religions and he's, okay. you know, done a lot of stuff before he joined the service. Um, so uh, he was just up there talking about like the Buddhism stuff. And he's like, it's not like we're not here to pray and everything. He says, we're not doing all that kind of stuff. That's not, you know, that's not like kind of like what this is. This is kind of like a good kind of either you can either take it or leave it kind of situation. Yeah. You can either take this as a nice napping time, nice hour to nap, <laughs> <laughs> or you can actually use this time to actually benefit your body. So he kind of explained, you know, meditation helps with your body, your flow, you know, your uh, helps you with um, conquering your, your lungs and your heart, being able to control them and everything, um, control your senses. Uh, he helped. It actually helped a lot of things. It actually he actually helped a lot of things. He helped me. Uh, we did one one or two Sundays where we had uh, where we kind of studied just we meditated on our senses. And it was, um, we just sit there and just close our eyes and you focused on just your ears alone. And like, you tried to piece every, like your left side and you tried to piece your right side and you tried to like, and anything, you know, shuffles, coughs, anything like that. So you, you tried to, you know, visualize, you know, everything in a meditative state in a way okay. to listening to your surroundings and to help amplify it and everything so it was kind of like a a good way to be able to focus on different sounds all at one time sure and be able to determine what is what you know what i mean okay or to kind of muffle something out i guess uh so it was with that we learned you know control the senses control your breathing you know different things and um kind of experienced like a spiritual animal kind of thing i was uh it was like a bird, kind of like an eagle, crow, raven looking thing. It was an obelisk kind of thing, but it was like black and white. He sent us on like a little spiritual animal trip thing. He says, this is, you know, think of an animal or just think of something and it'll pop up in your head. And like the thing that came to my head was a bird of some sort. And it was uh, kind of like in the vast, like, uh, uh, winter wonderland kind of thing. But it was like dead trees okay it wasn't like a live tree it was weird but that's not the actual <clears throat> that's not the actual story story that was uh leading up to everything but like the week after that or something um we were uh getting ready to do uh, a meditative thing i don't remember exactly what it was but um i had seen uh, a demon i know it was a demon like i know it i could in my bones man it went through my skin into my bones chilling you know all the way down the spine it gives me goosebumps just talking about it because i hate talking about it because then you start to re see it in your head yeah. and then i'm always on that you know if you talk about it you see it and then it starts to really happen again yeah. and then you're like gosh i can't i hate doing that oops yeah. <laughs> but uh so I had seen this thing and I was, you know, I knew that this was bad, knew it was bad. Right. Right. Well, that like same week, pretty much it was, I was sleeping nightmare, nightmare situation. So my dream was weird. It was this uh, kind of like a, a picturesque setting of a lighthouse, but take the lighthouse off and put kind of like a castle 
on like a cliff cliff edge and waves crashing and it's all stormy. Okay. That is the setting. So here I am going to this house. Uh, I knew the people. I was going to house visit. I was going to uh, you know, house sit for them. <laughs> <laughs> this specific place, I have no idea where I was. It was like Norway or something, man. It was <laughs> the weirdest, weirdest setting I've been in in my dreams. Sounds like a, a setting of a horror flick. Oh, it was. It was. It was straight eerie, and I knew it was. But I was totally okay with it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. We're going to go check this place out. But I know it feels scary. There's something weird about it. So I, I do it. And I'm sitting there. Uh, they have a hot tub. I'm using the hot tub. And, uh, dude, this fucking demon pops up in my dream. <laughs> Shit you not. Same fucking dude. Same everything. But that was his house. Oh. Yeah, come- I felt it. I felt it was his, like, it was kind of like you move into a house and like the spirits, like, get the fuck out. This is my house. I died here. Somehow like knew it. I just, I felt that feeling and sure. he was fucking watching me. And, uh, it was just creepiest, just just the weirdest, eeriest, scariest, like I've ever had, like in my own head where I wasn't entirely, uh, awake <laughs> or conscious, I guess. But it was, it was definitely scary. Like I, I had def- I had for some reason running away from it, but I wouldn't leave the house. I had a, a job to do. <laughs> I was I was drawn to my duty <laughs> to stay there. Well, it's commenced to stay there for some reason. <laughs> I was committed We're there for the duration because <laughs> duty. Oh. I I don't know, man. But it was. I don't know. It was, that was the only experience I've ever had with it. I've never, I, I kind of like, I, cause when I, I remember like, uh, not like at the end of the dream, but I would just remember the ending of it. Kind of like what I last remember is like, it was a good ending. Like I remember a good feeling at the end of everything, uh-huh. like at the end of it, just from what I can remember. So um, I feel good that it, nothing was like, Attached, I guess you want to say. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, demons can in, inhabit people, and and I think that's pretty clearly. I mean, I think most people would recognize that. And uh, and that's typically when they're invited to do so. Um, and that isn't necessarily isn't necessarily. Hey, come on in. Uh, right. It it can be from circumstances like similar to what you're describing. I think probably had you engaged in that uh, in that same scenario over and over again, you probably would have been oppressed by that demon and could have been oh, yeah. eventually uh, possessed by that demon. Because there are different, I mean, different steps that have to happen in order for it right. to possess you, but. Uh, I think having my background for for sure growing up in the church and at least because uh, I've I've believed that out of anything out of anything is that demons are freaking real, man. <laughs> and I haven't like that's the only experience that I literally can remember of an actual like I've felt it. I've never had that like in I've never had shit fly across a room on me. I've never had anything like that that I know of sure. or can remember. At least, and the and the one thing to to remember about demons is that they hate hate people. They they hate they absolutely despise and hate you. Um, 
Anyway, uh, you're familiar with uh, Megadeth and Dave, right? Lead singer from the band. Uh, I'm a big metalhead, and you, you may not know that by looking at me. You know, other than Death Angel shirt, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people wouldn't know that by looking at me. But uh, anyway, so no, <laughs> uh, Megadeth, Dave Mustaine, the lead singer. You know, back in his um, early days with the band, when he had early formed the band uh, back in the 80s, he he describes um, having an experience with the occult and learning how to cast spells. And Dave, mm. Dave was able to successfully cast a couple of spells and what what happened was he had some some enemy uh, that he wanted to cast a spell on, and he cast a spell. And this person actually, like a week later, uh, was in a horrific car accident. And Dave knew that it was because of that uh, spell that he had cast. And he like from then on was you know extremely freaked out over the because he he experienced the power that he was playing with right right and oh, yeah. not a good thing right and so he he recognized it and he actually um turned uh turned around and has has become a christian and has has been a christian ever since um and and it was that much of a life-changing experience for him he wasn't a Christian before that. He wasn't raised in a church. You know, he didn't have that experience, right? So, I mean, he had probably had people in his life that talked about, you know, religion or, or you know, the gospel or whatever. Um, but, yeah, he, Christianity, because of, you know, that power that was there, that he realized that was that evil and, you know, that powerful and uh, ended up, you know, like I said, you know, going the other direction and uh, getting away from that altogether. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed that episode just as much as I did making it for you. Thank you to my supporters and followers. If you are using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please, 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 please leave a rating and a review. Helps the show gain more traction and audience. Make sure to check out the Daily Chats Facebook page. Also remember, just doing it is easier than not doing it and wishing you had done it. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.